On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, we find out what Richard Branson and Kirk Hammett have in common as Jeff Hayden blows up the motivation myth. Marketing Joy. I'm your host, Kirby Hossaman, and joining me today is a regular almost on the show, but a rock star and a guy that's got a brand new project out that I am super excited about. Jeff Hayden is the author of the new book, The Motivation Myth. Jeff, thanks for joining me, man. Uh, always. You say regular, though, but you have not been inviting me as often as you should. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I need to get you on more often. I'm just kidding. No. So, and, and I will say, look, I want to start off by just saying that um, Jeff was kind enough to share an advanced copy with me, and I have had the chance to read this. And as many of you know, I read a ton of books, and I am uber excited about this book. I can't wait for you to check it out. So, Jeff, when it comes to motivation or inspiration, I think sometimes many of us just kind of wait for it to come to us. or it, And why do you think that doesn't work? Or Maybe the better question is what does work? <laughs> well, there, wow, that's that's a really long answer. And it's kind of <laughs> the thesis of my book, so you'll have to bear with me. Yeah, for um, sure. I, I think we're we're conditioned or taught that we are supposed to have found this passion and it or let me let me rephrase that. This passion somehow finds us and it charts the course of the rest of our lives. And so if we haven't found that, then we have to wait for it because why embark on some other path? And so I think that probably happens for a very small percentage of the population. Somebody when they're 12, you know, Keith Richards decides he wants to play guitar. Okay. That, that happens uh, sometimes, but for the rest of us, me included, that doesn't happen. And so then what the flip side of that answer is, if you decide to do something big, let's say it's not a thunderbolt of inspiration, but you just decide you want to do something. Uh, You want to start a company and your dream is that it's going to do 20 million in sales and you're going to have 50 employees. I just made those numbers up. Mm -hmm. So you start your little business, you start your first project. It's tough going. And then what happens is you look at the distance from here to there and you say, okay, I'm here. I'm me. I'm underpaid on this project. It's a lot of work. It's really hard. How will I ever get to running a company with 50 employees that does this kind of revenue? Mm -hmm. That's a hugely defeating feeling. And so most of us stop and you can apply that to anything. It could be, you know, trying to train for a marathon. If you're not a runner, whatever you want it to be, the distance from here to there is huge. And if you focus on that distance, you're done within a very short period of time because no matter what little steps you've taken, you're defeated. The flip of that is to pick something that you think you want to do, figure out a process that will get you there, which you need anyway. So this isn't, it isn't something a waste of time and then say, okay, I'm going to work that process. So in my example of starting a company, yeah, your goal is 50 employees and 20 million in sales. But right now your goal is I need to land my first project. I need to complete my first project. I need to bill it and actually get paid for it. I need to have done well with that. And if you have done those things, you get to feel good about yourself because you accomplished what you set out to accomplish in that space. And that feeling of, hey, I did that, and that's going to get me where I want to be someday, that's really motivating, because it's like, 
I can do this. And you learn something, which is always fun, and that's motivating, and it keeps you wanting to try harder. So if you figure out your process, and I, I do a bunch of stuff about that in the book as well, um, and work your process, every day you get to feel good about yourself, you get a little burst of motivation for tomorrow, and you are clicking off the steps that get you somewhere. Now, did it turn out that whatever it is you chose to do was your life's passion? I don't know. You don't either. Not right away, but it will help you figure it out. And it may be that you embark on that one course and you do it for five or six years and you're hugely successful with it. And you say, you know, that was great, but I have something else I want to try. Mm. And that's one other premise that I have, and then I'll stop talking. Um, but that's one of the premises in the book is that we can all be serial achievers. You don't have to make your life's work one thing and that's all you get to do, and you have to specialize and focus and laser-like. Yeah. You don't have to do all that. You can be a bunch of different things. And if I think about all the very successful people that I talked to in the course of writing the book, every one of them is a serial achiever. Every one of them is what I like to call an and. You know, you're not just a marketer. You're also a writer. You know, so you can be, I'm a marketer, I'm a writer, I'm a speaker. Yeah. You can be ends and you can be good at all of those things. And that's incredibly fulfilling as well. Yeah. When you talked about process in the book, I really liked how you gave the example of when you started writing for ink and how, you know, look, I want to have this many page views, but I can't, you said from here to there, so it seemed like a long yeah. way. And so you yeah. broke down the things that you, you did each day. And for me, that was super helpful. Um, so that was cool. Uh -huh. well, and, the, and the good thing about the process, not to make it this mystical thing, because sometimes I think people think figuring out this process, you have to come up with something that no one has ever come up with. And that's that's stupid, too. <laughs> there are shining examples of people who have accomplished things that you want to accomplish. And at least when you're starting out, the best thing to do is say, OK, how did this person go from here to there? What did that actually look like? I'm going to mimic that for a while. Mm -hmm. And at somewhere along the way, I'll figure out some, some some tweaks and some adjustments that work for me. But largely, if I follow that and I apply myself and I'm consistent, I'm going to get really close to wherever it is I want to be. Now, there are still differences in talent and stuff like that that we all shape. But, you know, if you want to be, I don't know, if you want, if I want to be Tony Robbins and I decide that I'm going to be that kind of speaker, even if I only get to 90% of Tony Robbins, that's really, really good for <laughs> talent in terms of audience, in terms of all the stuff that goes with it. That is really, really good. So the process doesn't have to be magical, but it does have to be something that guarantees that if you put in the work and click off the steps, that you are going to get close to where you want to go. Yeah. So one of the things that was interesting as I read the book, I know that you worked or talked to some really big names, some names that we'd all recognize when you were working on it. What are some of like your favorite lessons or stories that you, you have from the book? Um, this will sound really simplistic, but probably my the favorite or the best thing that I take away from just about every one of those conversations is that people that you hold up and say, wow, this this person all right, we'll use Richard Branson. Yeah. He's a hero for a lot of people. For sure. You hold him up and say, wow, he's, he is a special guy. And he is, but he is also just like me and you. Mm -hmm. And so it's inspiring to talk to people like that because you realize that, okay, 
he is smart and he is clever and he is a bunch of things, but not to this quantum leap greater than other people that I know. He just applied himself and took a few risks and took a few chances and bet on himself and tried and learned and constantly developed. And so you walk away and think, you know, it is possible. It isn't, there isn't some magic quality that really successful people have that none of us, none of the rest of us can embrace. Um, like with him, I don't know, it was really cute. He'd, he'd had a long day of interviews and, and they would cycle you in the room. You know, it's almost like you're at, you know, your, your plane stacked up waiting to land. And so you're out in the lobby waiting for your time with Richard. And I go in and he's tired and he's had a long day and somebody brings in like lunch for him because he hasn't eaten. And he looks at it and he looks at me and he looks at the lunch. He looks at me and he says, you know, I can't eat in front of you. And I said, sure you can. I understand, you know, go for it. Have at it. And he's like, no, I really can't. You have to share this with me or I will not feel good about eating. And I'm like, we well, you know, he doesn't have to do that. That's not that. I mean, I don't know that I would have thought of that, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I, I had half a Richard Branson sandwich <laughs> because he didn't feel awkward. And I thought, well, I've been in situations like that where I felt awkward and what could I have done? And so that probably is my biggest takeaway that everybody I talk to, ultimately, they are just like me and you. They just applied themselves, worked hard, learned a lot of stuff. And none of them think that they have some magical birthright of talent that makes them who they are. They all look back and say, man, it was hard. <laughs> it was a tough road and I had some lucky breaks and I had some people help me and I had, you know, you add it all up and that's how I got here. So that, that's probably, I know that's not a great story, but that is probably the coolest thing is that it is even for people who are on the, on the utmost downside of advantage, it still is possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, I'll tell you, it w the book was inspirational for me because I, it was exactly that. I was like, oh, okay, so I actually – I'm a goal guy. You and I have talked about it before. And so yeah. I have my – but it made me go, I think I might need to think bigger because I need to think bigger and then start from the process because I'm willing to put in the work. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I'm right. willing to do the work. And so um, I think I told you before we started recording, that's the conversation I had with my daughter last night. Um, and that's, that's pretty cool. That's so I thought that was neat. Um, one other quick question for you. And it, you know, I saw Jewel. Yeah. Jewel, right. Like, like the, the singer, poet, whatever say that, that people talk about happiness and success. Like it's an Island, <laughs> like it's a destination. And when I get there, everything's going to be great. But I don't think happiness is an event. What do you think about that? I, I, yeah, I, well, there's all kinds of research that also shows that if you, if you, you know, what is it? You buy the new car and within two weeks, whatever glowing feelings you had have gone away. And I think with the new house, it's like two months and there's all that stuff. And so we, we create all these destinations that then once I'm there, I'll be happy. And I think happiness is an everyday thing. And I think it again goes back to, you know, if you think about some of the days when you sat down at the end of the day and you thought that was a good day, it wasn't necessarily that you sat on the beach. It wasn't necessarily that you ate at a certain restaurant. It was that you had things you wanted to do that day. You did them. Maybe you made a difference in somebody's life. You've got some of those things that are fulfilling. And at the end of the day, you worked hard. You did good things. And you feel good about yourself. And that is a, that is a cool, happy feeling. And you can have that many, many days. As opposed to there's this one thing that if I get there, I know I'll be happy. Um, Kirk Hammett, the Metallica guitarist, 
he and I talked a little bit about that. And he was talking about other guys that he knew that were in bands when he was growing up and, and we know their names, um, but they're still out doing like the summer circuits and stuff like that. And he says, you know, they, they hate doing it. But they don't know how to do anything else. And this is the only way they can make money. And he said, I always just wanted to be a musician. I just wanted to be able to go and play in front of people and be able to make a living that way. He said, so I still think it's a hoot. You know, they're 40 years in or whatever it is. Yeah. And he says, I still love it because ultimately I get to be a musician and that's what I want to be. So for him, it's an everyday thing. Mm. Whereas if you just wanted to be a star, mm. well, once you get to be a star, okay, is that going to sustain you forever? Mm. Um, so so another long answer, but I think happiness can be an everyday thing. And I think that's part of success. And I'm not saying that being successful makes you happy like in a wild, huge way, but little successes all along the way, it's really fulfilling. It's really rewarding. Um, and I really like that's That to me is what can lead to a happier and more fulfilling life. And it also gets you where you want to be, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. Jeff, you've answered my questions for sure. Before we go. You asked me about a lesson I learned from someone, and I didn't really give you a specific answer. I want one from you. <laughs> okay, so you want a, you want a lesson that I have. <laughs> you can do better with the question than I did. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's been it, it, an interesting couple years um, in the sense that I've read, and you and I have talked a little bit about it, I've read between 40 and 50 books yep. each year over the last uh, years. And one of my struggles is I've learned so much that um, – that it's um, been hard to put one into words. But one of the ones that most recently is I actually just finished a book called Finish, ironically, from John Acuff. Uh-huh. And it actually reminded me of your book a little bit um, because he talked about how when people give up, he it's usually after um, it, you know they, they start their workout plan, the marathon plan you talked about, right? Is that you go your two miles the first day, you go your two miles the second day, and the third day it's really hot. And, you know, whatever. And then after you kind of give up on it and then people give up. And right. he, he brought up a lesson of what do you do the day after perfect? Oh, the day after perfect is if you can keep going the day after perfect, you will be more likely to succeed. And I honestly, it was funny because I, I was listening to his book and reading yours. And I was like, those two lessons, your lesson about the process and his lesson about, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Right. Um, that was one that like comes to me a lot right right this minute because as I'm launching another business and doing that, it's like, man, I'm having a lot of days where they're not perfect. <laughs> and so, um, so uh, for me, it's like, what do you do the day after perfect? And if you can keep keep the process going, then then I think that success will follow. So I th- that's, re- that's really cool. I I it reminds me of something I. I'm sorry to keep you going, but it reminds me of something I thought about the other day when you were talking about you run for a few days and then you stop. Mm -hmm. And then most of us will come back around a few months later and try to start again. And you're starting back from zero again. And so I was sitting there and saying to my wife, it was something else that I tried to do and I quit doing it and I'm trying to do it again. And I said, you know, I've got to stop starting over. (laughs) And and I'm like, hey, that's not a bad, that's not a bad (laughs) Um, but, but it's true. You get along a certain way on something and it, you, you really want to do it, but it's hard. And so you fall out of the habit for a little while. And then when you pick it back up again, you realize, man, I am so far back from where I was and I could have been over here, 
if I had just stayed the course. Um, yeah. So as you as you launch your other business and every day is not perfect, stay the course. <laughs> Don't go back. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, hey, Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time. I always appreciate it. Okay. And, My pleasure. And again, you can you can actually order the motivation myth right now on Amazon. You can do pre-orders, and um, it comes out January 9th officially. I, I truly, folks, I really recommend it. It's really good. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and Jeff, thanks again, and we'll have to do it again. Okay. All right. Take care. Well, that wraps up another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.